So this morning, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about preparing the way, basically. Um, that really made me think of uh, John the Baptist. Now, we might not be baptizing people. We might not be preparing the way for Jesus that sense, but we can spread the news, the good news, can't we? Yeah, the gospel. That is the Great Commission. So the first point would be be prepared. Yeah? We can't do that. We can't spread the gospel if we don't know the gospel ourselves. We need to get grounded in that and get our heads fixed on Jesus, yeah? On what what he's about. So the first scripture is Matthew seven, twenty-four to twenty-seven. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. (laughs) I can't tell you the number of times I've been late for work or whatever it was, you know, in the past because I wasn't prepared the night before, you know. Gosh, it's thinking, have you packed your bag the night before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I would be late and because I wasn't prepared. Or, in this case, because we haven't studied a certain topic, we haven't had the right answers for a certain somebody. Because we will all have to answer complex questions of the Bible to the best of our ability. Given time, that will improve, yeah? That's all based on whether or not how often we're communion with God. And as I've said, looking in God's word, yeah? There's a quote by William Thomas. I probably mentioned it before, um, in my last preach or preach before, but be careful how you live. You may be the only Bible some people will ever read. I thought that's quite relevant. So we're going back to seeds. I know Sandy and Isaac have already uh, covered this not so long ago, but I think this is really important for what uh, needs to be said this morning. So Luke 8, 5 to 7. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down. The birds of the air were devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. So what will I say about this? Do not be disheartened. Yeah, when your words fall on deaf ears, or when you're mocked, or worse, you know, in some cases, you know, I think we're quite fortunate in this country that it very often doesn't come to that, but there are still cases, aren't there? You know, for sharing the good news for the sake of them, for those around us, those that we care about or we should care more for, you know, who, who aren't we sharing the gospel with? 
you know, family, friends. Do we really love them? Because some hearts will be as hard as stone and rejected like it's said in Luke. Yeah? We do do not do the saving, let me just clarify. Jesus does. Yeah? I think um, myself, I think in the past, growing up, I've tried to do as much as I can and you put so much pressure on yourself sometimes. You think you've got to save them, but no, Christ does the saving. We are the feet and hands of Christ. We go out and we spread the good news. Yeah? We just plant, as Isaac said in his preach a while back. God will do the germinating. <laughs> I'm working their hearts. That work can take years. Yeah? So don't be disheartened if you don't see a change. You know? Before Christ gets through, and that might, you know, take a step of faith to tell them about Jesus. What a blessing it is to see when God is changing someone. You can see it happening, as I said, not so long ago with someone I know, from the inside out through. For me, nothing brings me more joy than that, to witness that in someone. And that is what we must strive for, amen. So the laborers are few. So next scripture is Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Just before I go there, um, I just feel like God's given me something. We uh, we went to see a film not so long ago, me, Colin and Poppy, um, Jesus Revolution, just, just while I'm on planting seeds. And I won't go on about it much, but it was a fantastic film, uh, very moving. And I really want to challenge everybody um, to, you know, the, the film, I won't go spoilerly, but basically it's, it's set in the early 70s and there was a massive revival going on. And, you know, the hippies were partying and churches didn't know how to deal with this, basically. And they were like, I, I don't know what to do with them, you know. And they slowly started coming to church. And of course, a lot of people didn't accept that and they left. And some did. How can we plant seeds if we're shutting those doors on people that we don't agree with? Yeah, the lifestyles we don't agree with. But how are they going to hear the word if if they're not here to hear it? Or we're not willing to step out? Yeah, I really want to challenge someone with that. You know, maybe as a church we need to do do that more. I, I'm blessed to see the water lads here. Yeah? You are a blessing. Yeah? To have in this church. And anyone else, you know, as we've had before said in this in this church, you know, if we can do those those things, if we can get God's good news out. You know, we can get Christ out, whether it's here or in our workplaces, yeah? Right, getting back to Matthew. 9.35-38 Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, 
because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest it truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We have seeds of evangelistic planting, yeah? But also prayer. Prayer is crucial for breakthrough, for all kinds of circumstances, yeah? Tough times, healing, protection, favour. Even when we don't see the results we want, yeah? And when we want them. We must pray for the word to go out then, to, to open hearts, protection over each and every one of us and those Christians that are not here, yeah? Our brothers and sisters are out in the world. To step out, yeah? To have the confidence to talk to that person. I'm as bad as anyone for that, you know? I miss evangelising with Chris. I love, I loved that. We had some good times. And sometimes you think nothing's happened. But people saw that sign. People saw us there. So don't feel that what you're doing is for nothing. God is moving behind the scenes. In the heart, that's where it starts, yeah? Yeah, we've got heart knowledge, but we've got head knowledge as well. It's the heart, and then the head knowledge slowly comes as well. But we all need a shepherd as well. And that's where we come in, with Christ as well. We need to guide people, yeah? Matthew seven thirteen to 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Hmm. Scary, isn't it? And it says that not everyone will get to the kingdom, not even Christians. Yeah? Not all Christians will go. And that really does like shock me. I think remember when I first heard it and I was like, Well, what what are we to do? You know, we've got to do all the things that Christ has taught us already, hasn't he? To keep going, keep plodding on, seeking, being steadfast. Just trying to get the urgency across here of why how important it is to prepare the way for Christ to come. Yeah? Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with the lamp, their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Get out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. 
But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. So yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, that, really, <laughs> that really moved me when I was putting this together. Um, because we don't have the power to say, or the, the choice to say, who, who can hear and who, who doesn't hear God's news. Yeah? We don't compromise. We don't compromise the church. We don't compromise our walks. Yeah? We have to be wise with that and who we spend our time with. But we can tell them. And it's up to them whether, how they respond then, isn't it? We leave that to God. Jesus will come like a thief in the night. We don't know when, what hour or circumstance. We're given signs and warnings, aren't we? I read an article when preparing for this. Um, I think it was dated something like 2011. Um, a reverend advised someone, do not worry about the mark, basically, as it was not will not be a physical mark, that no cash could be a good thing, not to fear what is coming, basically, that it is only imagery used in Revelation and are not holy problems. I was like, I was shocked to see what I was reading. I know it's, we're going to have different opinions, yeah? And that's fine. But I was like, surely not. And he was comparing it to Star Wars. I was thinking, what am I reading? You know, you know we're going to disagree with different denominations we're going to have debates and that's healthy it's good to debate let me, t- let me say because otherwise we never get to the truth if you never have the talk they won't know you'll never get any further will you and that's just as important you know there's only going to be one church isn't there in heaven so let's make that effort to step okay that isn't, I'm sure that isn't right brother or okay Let's have those conversations as well. Context is important, yeah? What I'm saying up here, or whoever it is that's up here, they have to, we have to make sure what we've got for the congregation, what we've got for the people, is right. You know, I'm, I used to worry about that when my dad used to preach and thinking, do I, do I really want to be doing that? And he used to always emphasise and say things like, oh, there's... So it's a lot to be a preacher, you know. You know, there's, there's some, and don't don't be put off by that, by your calling, yeah. God, God will guide you. Just do do the work. Be prepared, and then you can prepare the way, yeah. So it's a bit bit of a short one. Um, but yes, that's what I'm getting at today. We need to, we need to prepare the way. But we need to be prepared. We need to pray for each other. Yeah, we need to look out for each other. Whether that's fasting, meeting up regularly, you know, the house house group, whatever it is, sending a message to that friend who really needs that encouragement. Yeah.
and only you might know what's going on with them. So then it's down to you or us to then go and respond, yeah? And then we can rise up. You can help each other up if one falls, yeah? We need to trust in God's work, yeah? Not try and do it ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be doing it in our own strength. We're doing it in our own... We're thinking, oh, I've got to save this person. Yeah? And to build our houses on the rock so we may be steadfast and double-check our biblical contexts before affirming certain beliefs. Amen. Amen. Amen.